Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Components. I'm Ren, product marketer at Hereto and your podcast MC. I'm Patrick, CEO here at Hereto. And I'm Jared, lead solutions consultant. Thanks for joining us on our weekly conversation about componentized and structured content. Hope you enjoy this 15 or so minutes of fun talking about everything from data to innovations in AI. All right, let's get into it. Hey, what a podcast. This is a conversational podcast. We're not going to always stay on track every single time. Forever. All right. We want something which is going to um, interoperate between all the different things we do in a way which is seamless and automated and doesn't require um, any direct human intervention then I think you probably end up landing with something that's XML. I mean, so one, one thing that naturally arises out of this then is if an organization, let's say a larger, a larger enterprise organization wants to move to a good enterprise content strategy, there's going to be a reasonable amount of education that needs to happen across the various teams that are going to be in the system. Because with a shift towards XML, um, even, even if you have a system that provides, you know, great usability. It's a different methodology entirely for the way that you're writing and creating content. And so there's going to be a heavy amount of education that needs to go into it. Um, I think this has kind of been a, this has been a recurring theme of some of this, uh, some of these podcasts as well, is that education is going to have to be part of this. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt that there's a huge amount of change here. There's a, there's a huge amount of change management that needs to be done. And you see that organizations that really take this as dogma because they realize the impact like NetApp and you see what um, people like, you know, Anna Schlegel have done uh, there at NetApp. And, you know, we, there's a coffee and content on that. It was the last one of 2020. Um, so it's, it's easy to find in that way. Um, and you see that it's, it's organization wide, but it's like, it's very driven. Like they have their champions, they have their enterprise strategy. Like they have, it's an initiative. You know, this isn't a thing where somebody goes and they play with something and they like it um, and they convince their boss to buy it um, and it grows into a strategy. Like this is a strategy. Like this is something that, you know, is done at the, the leadership level. Like the generals of the organization come together and formulate a strategy to move forward. Um, and that's the only way to get it done. Like this, is, this can't be yeah. grassroots. Yeah. It doesn't work grassroots. Yeah, I've had um, multiple discussions with with customers or even prospects during the sales pipeline, <clears throat> and they they've asked, you know, what's your biggest you know piece of advice as we move forward with this? And I said, do the work on the front end to come up with a strategy, plan how you're going to educate people, and not just for buy-in purposes, employee buy-in or anything, but genuinely, how are you going to how are you going to provide education to all the departments that are going to be using this system? Are you going to do it internally? Are you going to outsource that education to people who specialize in this? You know, what is the plan going to be? And it's really more of a prompt to them not to say, you know, here, let me help you lay out your plan. It's simply this, make a plan and make it a good staged and strategic plan. Because if you don't have one, um, these types of, these types of implementations are, they get off to uh, these ships and methodologies get off to very rocky starts. And I've seen that on more than one occasion when there's a good tight plan in place um, and leadership has buy-in, leadership has bought into that plan and had an active role in the 
the buy or in the strategic planning, the rest of the team will follow suit. And, you know, you'll get some groans and you'll get some like, we don't want to change the way we do things. But that's that's typical when people have to make a big shift. Um, but when it starts at the grassroots grassroots level, um, it, it just doesn't take off. No, it never will. Like it'll be I mean, having champions at the at grassroots is really important. So, like, you yes. know, picking your champions, picking your influencers is huge. Like, there's no doubt that that has to be part of it. But like, an organizational shift like this has to be done. has to be has to be sponsored and driven top down. Um, and you know, I think one of the things that comes up that is just needs to be known is that like some people aren't going to come along. Um, and you know that that creates hard situations, but you know change is hard. Yep. Um, yep. But you know what's what's much worse is is not changing, because long run that's that just gives your your competitors a, a huge advantage. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I mean, at the at the end of the day, this isn't about um, if you're part of an organization, you are part of a team, and if the, if the team decides, if your leadership and the team decide you're moving a different direction, it's important to. Um, you, within reason, say, well, let's go. I'm, I'm part of this team and I'm, I believe in the mission yep. overall. And we're going to adopt a different strategy now. Why we adopt a different strategy? Well, because things are changing and we have to shift and we have to move and we have to be flexible. And um, inflexibility, and especially in something like this now where, you know, I mean, um, COVID has even amplified this. We're all working from home. There's so much of a shift to to just heavy content production, and this was happening even before COVID. But I think COVID has amplified this in a lot of ways. You have these major shifts to organizations. Um, finally, I think large organizations are finally starting to realize that the content they produce is as much a part of their product line as the actual tools themselves that they're building. Um, and with that shift, now people are starting to move and realize. We've got to have a methodology. We've got to have a plan, strategic plan that incorporates content explicitly, and that has to be a, there has to be a specific plan around content. Even if that, even if the content in this case, you know, say marketing materials or um, tech pubs, learning and training, even if those things by themselves aren't contributing to the bottom line um, directly, they are in other ways. But even if it's not directly, um, they're still a major component in that organization's healthy function yeah i completely agree with that um so i got some things i have to take care of for the team meeting uh Same. i don't know if we actually talked about content atom atomization other than like uh we hit it a couple away. times but and we probably still you know need to that's like, need to do like a, a what is right yeah um the twitter version of what is content atomization yeah, um, I'm trying to think about like how I'd want to do that. Um, I mean, content atomization is the the process of taking a larger document, a larger chunk of content for your end users, and breaking it into smaller, smaller, more focused pieces. I mean, it's relatively simple overall. Um, well, so it, what if what if we set it this way? Um, so content atomization, you know, as a metaphor, I believe the reason it's used that way is breaking content down into its smallest fundamental parts, the parts that you, know, you can't, if you separate it any further, it's no longer, um, a whole unit. And, 
that gives you the ability to reassemble it um, into structures that create the things that you want. I mean, like that's literally what atoms are, right? You know, like atoms are the smallest fundamental unit of, of chemistry. Um, you know, getting into like this being super, super nerdy and making something complex, more complex. Right. Um, but below the atom level, like you're, you know, you're not, you're not dealing with that kind of stuff anymore. And atoms can be reassembled to create molecules and, um, other structures that are, that are useful. So if you think about it from the, you know, that being the analogy, um, you know, count content atomization and also atoms are typed. You know, there's a certain number of atoms and you use them in different ways to create molecules. Um, you know, you have typed content um, that is in its, you know, its smallest whole form that can be then reassembled into um, larger modules of content um, that can then form things which are useful. And um, I think that that's the way that, I think that's probably the, the reason that people use that, that particular analogy. Although I don't know where it came from, when it started, or who said it, so I can't confirm that that's actually what they were thinking. According to the interwebs, it was Todd Defren, a globally recognized social media innovator. Oh, well, there you go. Interesting. There he is, Todd. Well, maybe we should Thanks, ask Todd. Todd. We should get in touch with Todd. All right, guys, I'm going to jump. Um, this yep. was this was long and rambling, but hopefully useful. Um, hey, what a podcast. This is a conversational podcast. We're not going to always stay on track every single time. Or we've, ever. we've made it several weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we've made it several weeks being on track for 10 minute spans. And that is the purpose of this. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. See you guys. See you. See you.